You're listening to the 94th episode of Two Views Movies Podcast on Brightburn. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And this 94th episode is, I don't know, feeling like it's going to be maybe a short one, but we're talking about Brightburn. Brightburn. Better known as Evil Superman. Yes. The origins of Evil Superman. Yeah. I mean, that that's really what it was billing itself as I mean, down to the trailer, down to the marketing, everything was just trying to get across to people that we are doing an evil spin on the Superman origin story. Which is a brilliant idea. Oh, sure. It's a fantastic idea. I mean, we've gotten some comics that go on the like bad Superman, like, like Red Sun, but I don't know that we've ever gotten like uh, evil kid Superman, but my comic range is very limited. Yeah, there's there's definitely stories out there of alternate universes and and what ifs, but uh, but this is the first time I think we've seen it. I mean, you have kind of the the Watchmen of superheroes aren't exactly what you uh, want them to be. They're more human superheroes, but this is all the way to the other side. Yeah, as good as Superman is good is as bad as Brightburn is bad. Yeah. So we're just gonna get right into this. I'm gonna get you the letterbox blurb even though i don't think we we need it but a child from another world crash lands on earth but instead of becoming a hero to mankind he is an evil little boy (laughs) and the evil little boy on the end of that just sounds like super sassy i don't know why it's (laughs) written like that um but yeah again i I think they could have even said and maybe one of the taglines of the movie i'd have to go back and check uh i believe it's just like what if superman was an evil little boy and I'm surprised they can maybe get away with some of that, but that's really all that needs to be said about what Brightburn is trying to be. Yeah, I don't think I've ever saw the tagline of that had evil little boy in it. <laughs> it's probably for the better. <laughs> um, but let's see, directed by David Yarvesky, who directed 2015's The Hive, which I have never seen. But I think the big claim to fame on this one was that James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and the Suicide Squad reboot. Ooh, that's a tongue twister. Uh, he produced this, and then two of his brothers uh, co-wrote it, which, okay, fine, cool, that's, that's all fine. And then I, it wasn't until after the movie that I went and looked to see what Brian and Mark Gunn had written before, and I saw Bring It On Again and Journey 2. <laughs> Gems. Two gems of credits to their name. <laughs> right. So if I had looked at that before, I might have been a little bit more leery of this. Let's see. Before we get too far into it, though, uh, cast, I'm only going to name off the big three. There's really not a lot of even that guys rolling through this movie that I could see. So you really have Elizabeth Banks, uh, David Denman, who's Roy from The Office, and then Brightburn, uh, Brandon uh, Breyer is his name in the movie. It's played by Jackson A. Dunn, which... I felt like I had seen him before somewhere, so I had to go look it up, and he is actually in Endgame. He is, uh, when they're pushing time through Scott, he's the young Scott that shows up in the suit. Is he really? Yes. That's funny. I didn't notice that. Did he remind you of anybody, though? 
Not really. I got really strong vibes of the boy in Unbreakable. Okay. Who then, you know, grows up and is in uh, Glass. And then he's also, I think, the same boy that's in uh, Gladiator. In Gladiator. Okay, yeah. And you thought that they were similar creatures? Yeah, I mean, clearly I knew that they were not the same kid because of the the large age gap there. And we just saw that grown-up boy in uh, in Glass. But uh, that was the vibe that I was feeling when I was watching that. The, uh, and then the sheriff. He's been in stuff. Yeah, he looked familiar too. Uh, I, I didn't. He didn't reach the levels of that guy to where I had to go <laughs> look him up to figure out what he had, what he had been in. But he, he did have a familiar face. Um, I, I when I think of him in my head though, I see Keith David. Really, I think yes. of the uh, the cop in Baywatch. Oh my god! Wait, wait. The movie or the show? The show. No, I don't. I don't mm. think that's the same guy. But that's what I when I first saw him. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, 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 I had I'm to scrolling. look him up. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is. Uh. That's not who I thought of. No. I, I definitely got Keith David vibes. Yeah. No. That's him. That's uh. That's him in Baywatch. And I was like, because I, you know, he's another cop, and I've only seen him as as cops, and maybe he's he's cops and everything he is. I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, it's possible. I mean, there's there's lots of guys who end up just being, uh, you know, bit parts as cops. Or uh, I know in the 90s, there was a lot of, uh, I kept seeing like some of the admiral military guys from like under siege. They were just always like admiral military guys everywhere that they were at. Yeah, I don't think he's been in <laughs> notable things to be a that guy. Although he was Detective Harding in Terminator Genesis. Who, the, the, the guy yeah. that you're... The yeah, actual the sheriff? sheriff. Look through his. How many? How many Let's cops see. has he been? <laughs> he was a bullpen guard in Major League. That's a cop. Yeah, he he does kind of look like that guy. Oh, he was in Baywatch Nights. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy. Who, oh, he's the oh, guy who, that I is him. You, he's the guy who ro- rolls around on the four wheeler. Yeah, but he doesn't look like him. He is him. Yeah, I said I confirmed that already. Oh, yeah, I missed that. To me. <laughs> Typical. Too busy talking Typical. over you. <laughs> Just waiting for me to finish so you can say your comments. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've solved the riddle of uh, the cop from Baywatch being in Brightburn, uh, <laughs> maybe we can actually get into the movie a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, but before we do, you saw this where? I saw this at Blue Springs 8, and I wanted to uh, bring this up last time during John Wick when we talked about this, but did you see all the, all the boxes lining Blue Springs 8 and in front of all the theaters when you were there? I did. That's uh, that's all their new seats. So they have the two two big theaters, the deluxe theaters with their fully reclining seats, and those are all the ones that are going to go into the to four more theaters. So they're going to upgrade all those as we speak. Actually, awesome. Yeah, that'll be even better. Um, I, I wanted you to kind of touch on a little bit about maybe the safety of Blue Springs Eight because <laughs> you had a you had a pretty fun experience not watching Brightburn but watching Aladdin. Yeah, I went and saw Aladdin the, the night before. Uh had a little Memorial Day weekend extravaganza at uh at Blue Springs Eight and a little they stopped the movie, uh rightfully so for tornadoes, you know. And so we uh we hung out for an extra hour in uh in Blue Springs Eight, uh waiting for the tornadoes to pass. So that was good. And then they, they ramped Aladdin back up. <laughs> Got a nice little intermission there. Yeah, and so at least you know that not only are you going to be comfortable in recliners, they're they're going to keep you safe over there at Blue Springs Eight. 
they're going to let me know there's a tornado coming. So that's, <laughs> that's strong. So, some theaters, I'm sure, would just let it roll and then let you ignore um, the tornado uh, just so they can get another movie in, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> but now Blue Springs A, they, 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 they kept us safe. I am definitely curious to see how that affected your viewing of Aladdin. Uh, that, that's obviously not even a separate episode for this, uh, but definitely something I'm interested to hear your thoughts on because from what I've heard about that movie, um, an hour intermission probably did not do that any favors. It was right in the middle. Uh, so an intermission was, was good. Got to use the facilities to refill the Coke, you know. It was good. Help re-energize to get you through that second half. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so now I think we can fully go uh, into Brightburn. So I'm just going to come right out and say it because I don't have a lot of thoughts on this movie other than I felt it never went beyond its premise. So it has this idea, which it got everybody to latch on to, and it's a great idea and a very cool idea, but it never really pushed those boundaries. It never really went beyond its one line sentence of what if Superman was an evil little boy. So they went, they went R. They went pretty hard R as far as the violence goes. Yes. So kudos for that. You know, because that's what you want to see. If you go see evil Superman, you want to see him melt a guy's face with his eyes, right? Yeah. So good on that. I thought the motivations were really lacking on just about everything they did, except for the kid. I thought the kid was fine and reasons why he was doing what he was doing, but nobody else in the movie made sense to me. Um, so I, I would actually disagree on the kid. I guess I felt like, it, okay, so it made sense. I'm not saying it didn't make sense. Uh, I, I just didn't like this idea of the ship forcing him to be bad. It, it like started calling to him and speaking to him, and that's what drove him to be bad. But but was it? Because I, I debated that on the way home with my wife. Of was it the was it the ship that made him bad, or was it the ship that just told him who he was, and then outside forces made him bad? No, I I think the movie was way too strong in that connection between the ship and the whole words that it was repeating where he's supposed to like take the world or something like that. I mean, it it very much came across like he was a normal kid until the ship started talking to him. Like they, they don't give you any reason to think that before that starts happening that he's got issues. And then all of a sudden the ship starts talking to him and now he's got issues and he's becoming something else. Now, do I think that there's other forces that, that maybe led to it a little bit? Sure. But I, if that was their intent was to say that he was always just going to be bad, I don't know why you have the ship speak to him like that. It, it makes no sense to do it that way. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that either. I wanted him, you know, he's a bully as you're getting bullied as a kid, you know, and things like that and, and start to take things too far. I thought that was the, the route that they were going to go. And then the ship talking to them, but then they kind of went back to the bullying. I don't know. He was just a kind of a misunderstood kid. I thought, is how I was going to go and then got a little too uh, power drunk. Yeah. And I, I feel like part of what defines Superman is his parents. Uh, you know, Martha and Jonathan are what help instill, you know, goodness in him and a moral compass and what's right and what's wrong. And that's a lot about every time there's a Superman origin story, those are the big components that you get. And one can make an argument that without those parents, he would not have become Superman. Now, eventually he finds out, you know, he's Kryptonian and his, you know, what that race was and, and that they were all good and everything. 
But I think the way I would have rather have seen this gone is like he ends up with some really crappy parents, right? His upbringing is trash. He's kind of, I, I, not that I want to see a movie about child abuse, but like he's not treated very well, right? So he he doesn't get that moral compass, and that's where things start to go bad. And I think that's more turning it on its head of you know what would have happened. I mean, just the slightest thing, right? He he lands in the wrong farm in kansas and he turns out bad because of how his parents are but instead we get this uh robotic brainwash driven by some mantra from a red glowing ship it just it, it felt so cheap like just a way to get the horror ball rolling and it i don't think it got right what superman like like turning superman on its head i don't think it turned the right things on its head is no what I, I agree completely you know almost in a an abusive home whether it's verbal or physical obviously physical wouldn't work so much with superman but you know verbal abuse you know and that, and that sort of thing from his dad or whatever however you want to play that could have definitely uh, made a stronger impact in in this movie for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was from good kid to ship starts talking bad and I'm going to be bad now. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's so many opportunities because, I mean, we've all grown up, you know, some, you know, we have those experiences where you have those moments in your life where one wrong decision can really change your whole entire life and several wrong decisions can start to change your whole entire life. And there is some of that, like when he's really embarrassed and he, um, you know, breaks that girl's hand, uh, you know, he's creeping on her, which I don't really know if that has anything to do with having superpowers, but they, they do a little bit of that. I just wish they had left the other stuff alone and really shown why Superman could have gone bad just from being in the wrong family or being in the wrong, uh, you know, set of circumstances and making wrong choices along the way without like a Jonathan Kent there to help guide him. But they kept his parents very grounded and very much like you know ma and pa kent and so that's the other reason that makes me think that i mean they don't really start doing anything wrong with him until he starts doing stuff wrong so it's just it i don't know i don't want to be one of those guys that says like it didn't go where i wanted it to therefore i don't like it but i felt like they really missed on this well i think they really missed as well um and i i start to notice when it all went off the rails with the sister (laughs) from when he showed up at her house to the end of the movie it's like nothing fit like they they were just trying to get from scene to scene but it didn't make sense so if your nephew shows up on your door and you keep him out on the porch and you say it's inappropriate for him to come by isn't that really weird i mean that's your nephew (laughs) right and then you make him walk home in the dark (laughs) yeah it was like she was taking her job as a school counselor way more like important than her nephew yeah, it's like, why did you even make her, you know, the sister? Like, that could have been just the school counselor, and he came with the same reasons, and that would have made more sense. But you made him her sister, and then now it's just weird. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a good point. It did start to kind of lose its natural flow around that point. Um, and then it just kind of became like, let's just try and get him into different little scenes where we can have some cool kills happen or some some cool elements happen so killing the girl's mom makes sense to me you know she's the one that's keeping them apart so she's gonna go he's gonna go kill her now as twisted as that is that i can jive with that line of thinking you know yeah and then and then but the i don't get the uncle i don't get 
<laughs> even the dad. So all, all the dad knows is that he broke some girl's hand. And then he suspects other things, but doesn't know anything. And shoots his kid in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 was, it was a huge leap. Huge leap for, for that character to do that. And it's like, okay, clearly that could send the kid, you know, true evil. You know, at that point of getting shot in the head by his, his own dad. I mean, that's like that scene made sense in a vacuum. Yeah. Of why he would melt his face, but not how we got there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have this guy who's Paul Kent for all intents and purposes, and he does not take him much. I mean, sure, he suspects these things, but he doesn't know. And I think they try and... I really think they just had him go bad as a counterpoint to Elizabeth Banks still trying to hold on to what's good. And while he doesn't know, he suspects a lot of weirdness going on. But yeah, that, it's an extreme jump to go from, uh, I suspect a few things, to I'm going to shoot my kid in the back of the head. Yeah, and I think we both knew when they took him out to the woods, that's what was going to go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was clear as day. Yeah, but what I, what I thought they, they should have gone, uh, hindsight, is the parents know who he's killed. And again, it's not the sister or the brother-in-law or whomever it's it's those other people and they debate covering it up type of thing because this is their son you know and then the dad just doesn't get along with the mom in that regard of this kid's murdering people you know and decides to take matters into his own hands at that point you know that would make more sense but they they fully know what's going on here and trying to talk him out of it and it's like he's only 12 we can fix him versus you know he's killing people we can't, we've got to stop him now, you know, something like that. Yeah, totally. I actually thought that was the way they were going to go. I thought they were going to have Elizabeth Banks defending him until the very end, like even to the point where she was going to cover up, like in the comics, Ma Kent becomes, you know, she, she is everything to Clark, no matter what he does. And I thought that's what she was going to be to Brandon in this. And I thought that was going to cause a rift between the parents. And I thought maybe the dad would uh kind of snap and maybe go after the mom and then Brandon would step in and end up killing his dad in some kind of tragic way to protect his mom kind of thing like I don't know I, I felt like there's some routes it could have gone that really hammered things home a little bit but it, it, it didn't it just stayed very very generic with everything well even uh sheriff you know he uh all he knows again is the kid broke the girl's hand right which is is intense sure but then these people are getting murdered and then you see something that kind of looks like a bb so you find the one person in town that has the initials bb and think it's a 12 year old kid that murdered these people i mean it, <laughs> yeah. like that's your connection it's one thing if you would have seen it well, in that <laughs> artwork or you know something at school and, and tied them together not hmm, this kind of looks like a bb to me like really well, and that whole scene too is like I, I don't know whether the the director thought the audience was stupid. I, I felt like there was a lot of that in this movie. Like he sees the the BB in the fog, right? And then he sees the BB in the pictures on the written in blood on the on the asphalt by the car. But then you have to so that's clearly enough for the audience. We know what's going on. But then you have to have a scene of the cop like literally opening the folder and holding up like the <laughs> ones of the fog. It's and, the yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, we get it. Like we know. Did we really need to see the cop like piecing it together bit by bit? It's just this movie was just not constructed too well. 
it showed him piecing it together, but then made a, a dramatic leap to a 12-year-old boy. Right. Yes, the two murders are connected, but <laughs> how did I get to the boy? Right. Did you notice in the folder they had a picture of like the daughter in there, the mom's daughter? And like, I, I think all you really needed was a scene where something tying the sheriff to the girl, like maybe that they came and investigate. Like, okay. So I guess I'll even back up a little bit further. I think another thing that would have really helped this movie is it really came off weird that Brandon was like obsessed with, are we going to call it like the Lana lane? Is that, I'm guessing who that was supposed to be. Like, I think if you had had them like kind of being boyfriend and girlfriend and then she like cheats on him or something or does something to embarrass him, then you would feel more for Brandon. And then you would have like this story, this background of, you know, they used to be, you know, even though I know they're young, but like young lovers and whatever. And then things fall apart and he's really humiliated and he's trying to get her back and the mom gets in the way. And then you could have like, you know, the mom explaining that to the sheriff or whatever. Like there's some things you could have done there, but everything with, with Brandon is so superficially evil. There's no, attempt to ever make him be any more than just this robotic Superman that's evil. Like, there's nothing to him. Basically, there's no Clark Kent to him. He's just evil Superman. They don't get into why he is or who he is or what he, why he does what he does. So you have, uh, I, I agree completely, you have the, this bully, the, the, big, the big black kid in school that's picking on him in gym class and in, in class, right? Mm-hmm. Why not have him break his hand, you know, instead? And so, but you, but you still have this love interest of, you know, the him and the girl. And then because he did that, the mom tries to keep them apart. You know, it's like, you can't see him anymore. He's, he's weirdo, whatever. And then he goes, kills her mom. Still had the same thing. just breaking up a different kid's hand and not have her, right. you know, call him this pervert or whatever out of nowhere just because she thinks she saw him in her room. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 just, it just all, it, the, the characters were right there. The scenes were all right there. You know, they, they already kind of, she already kind of liked him, you know, uh, one scene earlier you know, in class of saying, you know, smart people rule the world. Right. You know, wh- why not just have, you know, him, him crush, you know, cause he could have done it intentionally, you know, they're doing the trust circle and then he steps by and goes, whoops, you know? Yeah. And then this the same scene, you know? <laughs> and yeah. And you could, could have kept all those plot lines making sense. Totally. And I think that this is just a, a style choice. I think they wanted to, try and present Brandon as pure evil as opposed to something that uh, grew evil or became evil out of circumstances. And I think that that's just the, the, the problem becomes then all you're really giving us is a Michael Myers or a Jason or a Freddy. It's just that it's Superman. And I feel like if you're going to give, because, because some of those basically the, those villains in all those horror movies, they, they have some level of supernaturalness to them anyways, right? You stab them, you shoot them, whatever. They, they never die. So really all you're adding is uh, flying and heat vision and super strength and stuff. Like you're just not really taking advantage of the concept that you're setting up. I mean, if you're going to set up an evil Superman, why make him essentially just be a blanket Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't run more of that concept. Like, don't make him shallow evil. Make him a, a deep evil that grew out of something instead of just something that is. 
No, I think you hit the hit the nail on the head with the people that wrote this don't understand what makes Superman Superman. And and that's what you have to turn. Yep. Yeah, what and they, they kind of did that in uh what the the Halloween remake, you know, showing he's almost a product of his environment. Mm-hmm. Uh you didn't have to go that that extreme with it, but um that's more the route that you needed to go because Superman, Superman, because of his upbringing, really. Mm-hmm. And even uh, when they, I don't know if you ever watched Smallville, which I feel like that's what they were doing here by calling it Brightburn. Um, but that was part of, he was supposed to come here as a conqueror, you know, and then he fought back from, from all that. And I think that's kind of where they took the idea from. No, I, I haven't watched Smallville. Um, but I, I, even that concept sounds a little bit better than what you're saying. Um, I mean, to to have been destined to be a conqueror and he fights against that, you know, even if he were to have come here and fought against that and kind of loses, there's just, there's no multiple dimensions to Brandon or Brightburn. It's just, it is what it is. He He's portrayed from the time we see him as just this stoic kind of kid who's not necessarily evil, but there's just, there's just nothing there, nothing to latch onto. So yeah, I, I felt like we were just dropped into the middle of a generic horror movie, and that's what we got was a generic horror movie when the premise was supposed to be anything but that. Yeah, so what do you think about uh, his mom trying to kill him at the end? Yeah, I mean, I think I already told you I kind of wanted it to be the scenario where she defends him to the end, but I kind of felt that once she once he killed the dad off screen and she knew that, that there was just really no way to make that make sense in any way, shape or form. I think if they had gone the route, like I said, where the, the mom and the dad get into a fight and the dad tries to do something to the, the mom and Brandon steps in and saves her. I think that could have worked, but they backed themselves into a corner where, uh, they had no other option. I think she had to. Uh, I appreciated the director putting the line in there of Elizabeth Banks saying to the audience, oh, that's the one thing that cut him. Like, yeah, <laughs> God bless. We, we get it. Like, I don't need your character telling me that. We re- and, and even like to have her look at her hand. Oh, my hand's cut. His hand was cut earlier. And that's the only thing that cut My him. hand is cut the exact same spot that his hand was oh, cut. It's like, guys, we, we, the, it's like on one hand, they assumed we were smart enough to kind of already know to connect the dots of the Superman origin story because it's so ingrained in pop culture. But then they don't trust us to just understand that like we can't associate that with like kind of kryptonite and that that's what cut him because we saw that earlier. Like they, on some hand, they like treat us like we should know stuff. And on the other hand, they treat us like we don't know a, a damn thing. Well, I'm glad they didn't go kryptonite, and I thought it was very smart to have the metal from the ship be able to cut him. Uh, I liked that. Uh, well, that's easy. Sure. Yeah, that, that's an easy and explainable thing. This is from his planet, and it's metal from his planet, and I can cut him. And I was like, okay, I like that. And how is it going to be used? And then then they give us that. But it was, uh, I was like, okay, I, I like how that's going. Um, but yeah, I just didn't. I didn't need to be spoon fed that scene either. Yeah. So you asked me what I thought of that. I clearly didn't like, well, it's not the route I would have gone with Elizabeth Banks trying to kill him. It's the only route I think they could go when they got to that point in the movie. But what did you think about it? I didn't like it. I still, still doesn't make sense to me. Uh, This is your son of 12 years and you've raised him. And even if you heard, you know, he said he's gone now that your husband's gone it's still your kid mm-hmm. and i and i feel like you know she said there's good in you and he's saying he wants to be good didn't he say that i want to be good i think so yeah i, f- I feel like she would have just dropped it right there and not tried to do anything to him 
you know. Yeah, but it's bad writing. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, like this is, like, you're really going to murder him? Again, you haven't. I guess you, you saw the cop explode. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of got the impression that what they were going for is that, and I'm probably thinking way too deep in terms of Brightburn, but that there's always this feeling that even though they raised him as their own, they know he's not, and he's not even human. So there's always this, well, as soon as things go bad, you know, he's not really ours kind of thing. And the dad even... The dad went there, yeah. Right. She, she didn't. Yeah. Again, faulty motivations all around. I, I feel like, it, you know, it, it's the same stupid decisions that characters make in horror movies all the time, and they just applied it to this movie. What I did like was him crashing the plane into the farm. Yeah, that was good. I mean, cover up everything. You know, that that was a good, a good smart move, kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could ha- probably hide the dissected body in the, in the barn, but other than that, that, that is a logical reason why, uh, why everybody was dead there. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of felt like I wish they had done a little bit more with his powers, um, but I do think that what we got was kind of cool, like how he just, you know, eviscerated the cop by flying through him and how he, you know, killed his dad with his heat vision i mean I, I, that's at least they're kind of using the superman things like i felt like there could have been some more creative things but i couldn't really come up with anything but uh, so i thought they did that pretty well oh you could come up with all sorts of ways to kill people i mean even flying them up and, and dropping her you know but but there's uh oh yeah you could have a lot of fun coming up with murder scenes <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i kind of i guess that's kind of what i felt like I, I didn't think they were overly bad but i i didn't walk out of there being like oh man that was such a, a cool thing you know that how an evil superman could kill somebody i just kind of came away with like okay yeah it's like they took the most basic steps possible of superman killing somebody but you know okay. what was really cool was the dream sequence um the what dad's- was that dream sequence oh right <laughs> right yes <laughs> that seemed terribly out of place uh yes it did and it reminded me of pet cemetery a lot where he like he wakes up and walks into the pet cemetery and this guy he walks up and goes out to the ship and i i wasn't sure if we were getting like a dream sequence or a flashback or a little bit of both i I wasn't quite sure what they were trying to tell me there well i thought they were gonna do a dream sequence that was a flashback right like that's and i thought they were gonna explain some stuff that we didn't know before and all it was was you know him just being terrified of blood right <laughs> basically i mean i mean it, i mean it was basically confirming his fears but it didn't give us any additional information yeah you're right like maybe it was an ar- maybe it was an argument that they had you know at the ship you know of this is an alien you know mm-hmm. and then she really like maybe she convinced him like he didn't want the kid to begin with something like that i don't know I agree. I actually, I, I wavered on what it was until all the blood started oozing out. And I'm like, okay, clearly we're in a, a dream sequence here. Well, well I, I figured we are in a dream sequence, but just didn't know why. Well, yeah, I, I guess I meant more like full-blown dream sequence as opposed to like, I was wondering if it was some sort of like dream, but showing us what happened before. And I guess it kind of was, but then it like tilted full on like, okay, there's blood gushing from everywhere. Oh, right. You know, right. Did you want him to get older in the movie? No, I figured we'd stay right there as a kid. Okay. I kind of wanted him to grow older a little bit. I guess I kind of, like, maybe even into high school-ish. Kind of the, again, I'm repeating myself like crazy in this episode, but sort of like the coming of age that goes haywire is kind of what I wanted. Well, and that's, 
that's where I kind of thought we got junior high Superman of that was the turning point for him. And then everything beyond that is just, you know, death. Right. But you wanted to see a progression through high school, etc. Well, I, I guess I feel like that would have helped the turn. But I guess if you're just going to go shallow, then they short circuit all that and give you a ship that brainwashes. But, you, you know, you get shot in the back of the head by your dad. You know, that could turn you pretty quick. <laughs> right. Yes. That's true. All right. So I think about the only other thing I have is uh, I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were on this. Uh, do you want to call it expanded universe or whatever is happening at the end of the movie where there's other people like Brightburn out there? <laughs> with Yondo? Yeah, with Yondo. Which was a weird throw in, I thought. Like, why would he do this? Because he works with James Gunn. Yeah. But you feel like if there's going to be a like you said, an expanded universe that he could find a better role than that guy. Well, I'm hoping there isn't an expanded universe, but what, what is your thoughts on that? I didn't even, uh, didn't even get that out of that. I thought it was showing how crazy Yondo was in conspiracy theories by adding these other things. I didn't even think of that. There actually are these other people. Oh, really? See, I thought they laid it on pretty thick. I mean, they, they talked about some uh, I, I, uh, underwater person, which made me think Aquaman. And then there was somebody choking somebody with a rope. And I was like, is that Wonder Woman? Like, I, I don't know what they're really trying to go for here. And I, I truly don't think they'll go the full path of like every dark person has a or every Justice League person has a bizarro person. I, I just don't want to see that particularly and i don't think they'll go that way but i think they were clearly leaning on that i was more distracted with yondo um <laughs> so no i didn't get that but that makes perfect sense i didn't get that at all um i didn't i need to see that part again just to get what he was talking about but i didn't i didn't put two and two together there okay yeah and i, I thought i thought they were making him crazy of oh sure you know that this is this boy is being written off as untrue just like these other things and so it's just one of those crazy crackpot internet things yeah but nope that makes that makes much more sense than what i was going with <laughs> i also did hear that um one of the pictures in that final scene is of rain wilson in super which was directed by james gunn so i guess there's people th saying that brightburn and super exist in the same universe i never saw super so i can't speak to that I don't remember what that is. Yeah, it's got it's got um, Rain Wilson, so Dwight right. from The Office, Ellen Page. Yeah, I know of it. I've just never seen it. I didn't know it was directed by James Gunn. And uh, those on Reddit and a few other places I've read said that uh, that's clearly a picture of Super oh, in there. No, so, I do not knows? see that now looking at the poster. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I, I would have remembered this. Yeah. So anyways, I think we're we're apparently looking down the barrel of a potential Brightburn universe, which I feel like every movie tries to do now, but I, I don't know if this will do well enough to warrant that. Um, I hope not, because I, I didn't particularly care for this movie, but whatever. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine it'll do good enough to, to warrant a sequel. Well, the problem is going to be that it, it came out honestly against Aladdin. So you're, I mean, not that you have like these overlapping... Um, audiences i think people who are going to see aladdin probably aren't going to see brightburn but it's the word of mouth needed to be there for brightburn so that the next week when aladdin is dying down or another movie is dying down that word of mouth has gotten out because now you're gonna be going against godzilla and rocket man and all these other movies 
And the only way a movie like Brightburn can sustain any kind of money is if it has good word of mouth. But if, if people are going to see it, like you and I, that snuck out this weekend and then saw it and then come back and say, no, oh, it's not really worth seeing at all, then it's just going to die. Well, that first trailer that basically those Superman fans that can connect the two, I thought you're, you'd get all of those people. Um, but then word out that it wasn't all that good. I think you still got that crowd at least. Yeah. But not not beyond many of the comic book realm. Yep, I agree. I'm running out of things to say on this one. Agreed. All right, let's get to it. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? What did you rate it and why? Um, I gave it uh, somewhere between a two and a half and a three for a horror movie only because I was entertained and I did like the premise um, but there are a lot a lot of things that I would change so I, I'm probably closer to a two and a half than a three okay so that's where I'll stay two and a half alright about you I am at a two I, I couldn't go to a one and a half even though I was annoyed one and a half I think we've talked about this before when you go below a two for me you, you're really suffering in terms of like film quality and your effects were bad or your writing was really really bad and this did just enough to kind of stay at that two level where I'm like, all right, I really didn't enjoy it, but I, I can, it was constructed, I guess, fairly fine. Just some shoddy writing here and there, but nothing that like, I guess made me groan, just more disappointment than anything. And I normally don't say this, but I actually do feel like this would have been a better Netflix show than a movie. I feel like it would have given like a, an eight episode season one could have given it time to breathe and and do more of those things that we wanted it to do but again if the directors really just wanted to have a shallow evil uh superman then yeah i guess deliver it as a crappy movie and that's what they did so that's a below average movie for you below average horror movie yeah wow so i think it's an average i mean horror movies don't have a very high bar and i think it's, this is an average horror movie and i just think expectations were much higher because it was evil superman and they, they dropped the ball on that, but I still think it was a above average, or about average horror movie. Yeah, I didn't like it, and I wouldn't want to watch it again. So okay. I don't really see how I could give it above a two. <laughs> so what was your favorite part, though? I struggled on this. I, if I had to pick one, I would say uh, flying his mom up to the sky and dropping her. I kind of, I mean, it kind of pokes around on that Superman Lois Lane thing where he, you know, you fly up in the sky is such a joyous experience. Nobody gets to do that. He just takes her up there and then just lets her go. And it was the one time where I felt like, like I know when things go fast and he's using his heat vision that those are Superman elements, but that was the first time in the whole movie. And it was towards the end where I felt like, okay, now we're really, I guess, showing off what he can do a little bit. Like he's actually flying up in the air. Cause you know, in horror movies, when things move fast and destroy people, like you get that all the time. So I was looking for things that are like crazy unique. And I get that heat visioning. His dad is a clearly Superman thing, but I mean, is it really any different than the mountain, you know, squishing a guy's head? I mean, yes and no, but like taking somebody up and flying them up high in the sky and then just letting them go, especially when it's the mom character. I, I was like, okay, uh, that's, that's cool. So if I had to pick one, I would say that. Well, so I was locked and loaded to go with uh, him melting the dad's face <laughs> um, with the heat vision. Uh, although I did, I it did creep up after I mentioned the cop getting exploded on the porch. Um, that was pretty cool. But I think uh, I think I'm still going to stay with 
with him melting the dad's face. I think that uh yep, I think that wins for me. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad one. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, out of all the other ones, that'd probably be my second favorite, you know, kill in the whole movie. Which, in by kill, you mean scene, because that's really all that was worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, what about uh, what about casting change? Are you gonna skip over the one thing we had changed, or are you just changing the order? What one thing would you change from the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I would change. I, I I've harped on this the entire show, so I'm not gonna um, beat a dead horse. You, I would make it more about the moral failings of Brandon and or his surroundings. I think that just would have made things register resonate a little bit more. No, I agree. I think that's probably the right way. Uh, and it would fix my, my issues or the motivations of, of all the characters. It just didn't fit. So I, I will steal yours and agree. Awesome. Yeah. It's always good when you can come together on something like that. What's uh what's your casting change? So you only only have three options, as you mentioned, to to cast change that actually makes any sort of relevance. And I thought the most impactful was the mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I took her out because I felt like, sure, the dad looked like a guy who would shoot his kid in the back of the head. So I left him. (laughs) Um, Okay. And so I I went with, uh, and really, to be honest, I, I scrolled through probably 50 different actresses and my thoughts on all of them were like, yeah, they'd be better. And so (laughs) I landed on, uh, for no reason other than sick of scrolling. I think, uh, I just landed on Rachel McAdams. (laughs) She, she like even looks a little bit like Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. But a better actress. And so Uh, that's that's why I, I, I moved it in there, which I think she'd be more believable in this role on all things. So Rachel McAdams gets the nod. Wow. Okay. I mean, I think you are massively splitting hairs between Rachel McAdams and Elizabeth Banks on that are one. Are you saying that Elizabeth Banks is as good as an actress as Rachel McAdams? Uh, I would really have to sit down and think about it. I mean, on the surface, I'm saying I'd probably give it to Rachel McAdams, but I mean, I like Elizabeth Banks, and I don't know that there's that much of a gap between the two of them. No, I feel there's a significant gap, and and she would do much better. All right. I'll I'll, I'll let you have that one then. What about you? I actually swapped out the dad because Uh-oh. while I, while I didn't mind Roy, um, you put in Kevin Costner. I, I, no, no, <laughs> you, you will you will appreciate this one though. Um, I, I wanted to put in Dennis Quaid. That's <laughs> Dennis right. Quaid is the dad. Yeah, because I feel like he do, he to me like modern Dennis Quaid, like in uh, what did we see? Um, Ken gives off like the the Kevin Costner Kent vibe from Snyder Superman. And I, if I wanted it to go down the path of the dad kind of getting angry and whatever, like I could see Dennis Quaid pulling that off too. So I, I felt like it was a perfect fit. It gives off the, the Snyder vibe. It's a, it's a better actor with a little bit of a bigger name, a lot of a bigger name. And, uh, and, and, and you know, I throw you a Dennis Quaid bone. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue Dennis Quaid because. Oh, I know could, you won't. Yeah. And so he could have been anything in this. He could have been, you know, Brightburn. And I'd have been fine with that. But no, that's, yeah, I agree. Dennis Quay would have done a better job. He would have made the movie better. Uh, yeah, no question on that. Uh, what award are you giving this movie? I just applaud the effort. That's all. <laughs> that's it? That's it. No award? No, I, I just applaud the effort. That's, that's as much as it gets from me of the, uh, the Superman, the evil Superman and going R. 
And so that's that's all I think it deserves. All right. Well, I feel like that's a bit of a cop out, but we're talking Brightburn and we're on minute 45 and I'm just I'm I'm not <laughs> even I don't even have the willpower to argue about it anymore because I'm giving it the worst fulfillment of a cool concept award. Basically meaning I don't know I I'm trying to sit here and think of like a pitch that is just as cool as hey, what if Superman were evil? And then Happy just deliver. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's been done over and over again. But in where the horror genre. Got- well, no, I know, but I still think Evil Superman or horror movie with Superman is still cooler than Happy Death Day. But I also feel like the first Happy Death Day was a better fulfillment of that concept than the second one. And I feel like it was a better fulfillment of that concept than what this was. So I just feel really let down by the concept. Because I mean, what, what, person that likes superman or superheroes hasn't thought like what would happen if they went evil and like this is what we get out of that i mean i just feel like especially in this day and age where superhero movies are all over the place and they're cultural phenomenon and in games making billions of dollars and this is your kind of satire critique opposite bizarro world version of that like that's all you could muster up i I just i'm really disappointed by it yeah it definitely should be held to a higher standard based on what we've been getting out of superhero movies. I agree. Okay. Well, this one stumped me. Um, so I'm either going to have to make something up on the fly or see where you go with this. So I'm going to let you take the last question. So if you liked Brightburn, you would also like what? I went with a similar theory of what you were going with of such a great concept if you say it out loud and then the failing of the movie. And I went Overlord. You have zombie Nazis. You're like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, G- give me, give me zombie Nazis, and then we got whatever that was, an Overlord. And I thought it was a wasted concept. Still horror, still gruesome at parts, but uh, it, it dropped the ball. But I still think if you enjoyed Brightburn, you would enjoy Overlord. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, you know, now that you say that, um, I don't even think I'm going to take a stab. No. At this, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna slow clap on the last one, I'm gonna say <laughs> that uh, that yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty good one. I, I kept trying to think. Of, I mean, part of the problem I had was I kept thinking about generic horror movies. I mean, because that's what this felt like, and you know, like uh, you could recommend any horror movie if you like this, you're gonna like any kind of generic horror movie, right? But uh, I like the way you went on that, where you you took the concept of Nazi zombies, which, you know, Wolfenstein and all that stuff that we got excited for, and then you just kind of don't deliver that. Um, Yeah, I I like that. I think that's a really good suggestion. And I will go ahead and plug this and say, if you haven't seen Overlord, uh, it was episode 68 of Two Views Movies (laughs) podcast. So go back and listen to it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. There you go. That that was my plan all along, is to (laughs) self-promote. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, that was Brightburn. You got anything else to say about Brightburn? I don't. I don't. I'd, I'd like right. to remake this one before I'd remake uh, Justice League. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I, I would rather see a better Justice League than this. Th- this could just be deleted from existence and it wouldn't really matter. I, I would like if well, if these movies have to on. stay around, I would hold like... On. What? I, w- I would remake this first just because I think Justice League needs to figure some stuff out. Oh, Okay. Uh, I trust me. I, I want. I, I want. I would like to see a better Superman movie in Justice League movie first. Yes, but they're clearly off the rails here. Right. So I need them to to work work some stuff out before they do that. And so you know anybody and their brother could remake this. I think better tomorrow. 
sure have no i agree with that with (laughs) with with rights or anything like that or overkill (laughs) yeah i gotcha no that makes sense yeah i got nothing else on this one too um let's see house cleaning stuff next week we are talking godzilla king of the monsters i'm crazy excited for that for a change let's hope it does not disappoint i'm all in for godzilla always have been uh yeah I, you're going to like godzilla that's well documented on this <laughs> podcast me on the other hand i mean it, it's a crapshoot of whether i'm going to like giant monsters the question is do we get a glimpse of king kong uh maybe a stinger at the end or something i don't know i, I like a like a teaser at the end i think that's the most we could get i don't think you'll yeah. see anything else but that that's the next movie coming right king kong versus godzilla yep which is uh, a dream come true for you i feel like it is it is because the only one that we have right now is from the 70s and made in japan with puppets nice yeah that's the, that's the way to go <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like usual, you can find us at Facebook and on Twitter at Two Views Movies. You can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Please go out, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. That helps us out tremendously, and we will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.